Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now this is sort of a following on from the last episode I did and I feel that it was quite important to have these episodes quite close together because um, both topics are uh, kind of intertwined and that is the use of growth hormone um, alongside you know, the last episode we talked about insulin um, but this episode we'll just cover growth hormone. I could have put them on the, episode, the one episode, it just would have been a long one um, and I know when I do these um, my voice is monotonous and boring enough for about 25-30 minutes um, opposed to an hour so I, f- I figured I'd split them up um, and again what I'm going to try and do as best I can is to, to put this in layman's terms um, and try and not give you some terminology that um, confuses you however there might be some things that might go over your head such as the names of hormones or whatever but as long as you're just aware of you know what they are and what you know where they're coming from, um, you'll get the gist of what growth growth hormone does. And I think that as as you start to begin to climb the ranks in the bodybuilding scene, you know as you sort of move up the weight classes and see the the bigger guys, you're gonna sure come across the use of of growth hormone or GH for for short alongside the use of anabolics. You'll very rarely see the use of GH alone. Um, in fact, I think in any competitive bodybuilder, I don't think that they would be using GH alone if they were... I mean, don't get me wrong, there's probably some exceptions out there, some natural guys that are using it because they want to get these sort of therapeutic effects or lipolytic effects, but um, by that I mean like fat burning effects from it. Um, however, it's mostly seen particularly in like the heavy classes that require just a lot more muscle mass, whether that be sort of heavyweight, super heavies, class one, class twos, um, you know, big classic bodybuilders or classic physique guys. Although then again, if you look at the IFBB uh, men's physique guys, they're getting fucking huge. And uh, you just got to look at Josh Bridgman for example. He's he's a big dude, um, and he was using it. And uh, he, he you know he's men's physique, so it can be seen in, in a lot of classes, and it can even be seen in, in some uh, some female PD usage, uh, both on season and off season. Um, mainly due to the, the things that we'll kind of get discussed in the following episode. Now, whilst it might be used by many, I think that it's it's done so without a full understanding of kind of what it does in the body, how it can help when we're bulking or dieting, that the link between, you know, um, growth hormone and anabolics and, and whatnot. So, therefore, I guess the aim of the podcast is to just discuss exactly what growth hormone is, what does it with the body? Why we would use it? Um, but as always, as a disclaimer, that you know everything um, that I'll speak about is for informational purposes only, um, and it should you know for education. It shouldn't be deemed as any sort of advice. And uh, any scenario where I'm speaking about myself um, or, or usage or whatnot is to be taken uh, just as, as a hypothetical. Um, it's all the, always always that saying you have to get out of the way, isn't it, when you're speaking about this sort of stuff? Um, so no, no, so someone doesn't take it as the absolute. Um, but anyway, what is growth hormone? Uh, it is a, a peptide hormone secreted by um, the pituitary gland. Now, what this will do, and you probably already kind of know this from the name, is it'll stimulate s- cell growth, reproduction, regulation in all cells across the body. And let me just make that very clear all cells across the body. If you're wondering say one peptide is a fancy word, what's that? Peptide is just a, it's, it's a name for a short, pretty much a short string of amino acids typically comprising between two to 50 amino acids. Now, amino acids themselves, you know, if you don't know, they are the building blocks of, of, of protein. You'll 
know about amino acids from probably the the essential amino acids that you drink um, during your workout or the BCAs. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're still using BCAs, please stop and start using essential amino acids. But anyway, back to the topic. Now, growth hormone itself is directly involved in regulating, you could say, body composition alongside having a, an impact on carbohydrate, protein, and fat metabolism. In the, in the kind of medical world, um, it would be used to treat like muscle wasting diseases associated with the likes of AIDS, HIV, um, pituitary tumour deficiencies, um, particularly in adults. And then if you're thinking of where it's using kids, mostly kids that maybe have, again, could have pituitary tumour deficiencies, kidney disease or, or Turner syndrome. Um, now, this is the kind of, the, the big thing I want you to get your head around is it's not necessarily growth hormone that goes around the body and, and does does all this. What what we what we get when growth hormone is released into the body is that it stimulates the production of a hormone called insulin-like growth factor one IGF one. I'm going to refer it to. Now it is that hormone IGF one that then directly works on all these cells in the body to reproduce grow in size, etc, etc. So it's not the growth hormone that does it, it's it's the IGF-1. Hopefully, you're still with me. You just have to think of, right, growth hormone secreted by the pituitary, then stimulates the release of IGF-1 from the liver. Now, if you speak to any bodybuilder out there about why like growth hormone works alongside anabolics, um, most of them will be able to tell you that they're not sure. If you were to ask some of them what they would get or how much muscle they would gain from just growth hormone use on its own without the use of anabolics, they'd probably tell you very little. However, when they are combined, when when you know the use of anabolics is combined with the use of growth hormone, everyone will tell you there's a significant increase in the muscle gained. And I would say it's much more significant than if you were to just use anabolics on their own and the sort of mechanisms by which how growth hormone works and how it can help um, in like a, a gaining phase I think they're largely misunderstood or have simply not been studied um, in, in, in the medical field as much as we would kind of like to make definitive conclusions therefore like there is sort of kind of particular theories out there and I'm, I'm sure if you were to the, the people the best people to speak to about that are research would be the likes of your Joe Jeffries, your Victor Black, um, your Dr. Dean, and whatnot, however. But the, the most kind of compelling um, theory that, that works out there is one that I'm, I'm going to discuss. And again, it's quite it's quite a simple one. So you'll know from obviously what I've said that growth hormone increases this hormone called IGF-1 um, from the liver. Now, bodybuilders, what they're going to do is they're going to tend to use greater dosages of growth hormone than our body would usually produce on its own, right? Quite naturally, because we want to try and get, you know, pretty fucking big. And what you'll typically see them do is they'll maybe inject in the morning and at night. And this is just simply due to the, the half-life of growth hormone, how long it stays within the body. But anyway, this results in them having quite significantly higher growth hormone levels in their body than their, you know, body would produce on its own. So then the consequent, you know, the, the consequent result of that is that they have an increased IGF-1 secretion from the liver at all times throughout the day. 
hopefully you're still with me, right? So bodybuilders use more than your body would produce, just like obviously we use an anabolics and we get an increase in testosterone, blah, blah, blah. And then therefore the down regulation is you have an increase in IGF-1. Now, that's what growth hormone does. Now, the use of anabolics themselves will increase IGF-1 receptors in muscle. Hopefully, you've just went, ah, right, now I get it, now it clicks. If you don't, here, here it is. We have an increase, an increased level of IGF-1 within the body, but also due to our use of anabolic steroids, we have an increased amount of receptors for that increased levels of IGF-1 to bind to. So then once those, those once that IGF-1 is bound to those receptors, it can then affect the growth, proliferation, regulation of muscle cells. Now, if you were to say to me, Vaughn, show me the evidence that it downregulates and affects the mTOR pathway, which those of you that have listened to this for a while know I, I talk about the um, mTOR pathway as a muscle building pathway. Um, I would tell you that I, I don't have it. I, I had a consult with Joe Jeffries um, about about this, uh, God, about over a year ago now. Um, and he had had some evidence in which had seen it affected other pathways that then linked to mTOR, but couldn't find the the direct link. So you could co- you could say that it indirectly affects mTOR, uh, but the, the evidence that it it says that it does so uh, is not ultimately conclusive. But that's the link there in a gaining phase, right? So of course, hopefully you've seen the logic behind why it would be be implemented. Now, you might be thinking, well, Vaughn, is, is that it? Is there any other reason why it may be used within bodybuilding? And the answer would be yes, particularly in a, a dieting phase. Now, growth hormone has been shown to upregulate the breakdown of stored fat within our body, but also promote that fat to be used as energy. Now, this... Of course, it's hugely advantageous for us as bodybuilders because let's say we're dieting for a show or, or a shoot or whatever it is, um, we usually need to you know manipulate energy balance to, to see an increase in fat loss, to see the mobilization of body fat. You know, you've got a calorie deficit, but you've got a hormone here that's promoting that and that fat loss alone from just simply you you injecting it. Um, it can't be seen as the wonder drug. Of course, you're still going to need a calorie deficit. However, this can only really be seen in a fasted state. So this is why you'll tend to see a lot of bodybuilders like who use growth hormone do fasted cardio. And I honestly think this is where the debate about oh, should you do fasted cardio or not kind of stems from because scientifically, yes, 100%. If you're using growth hormone, then it would be better for you to be doing fasted cardio to, to max maximize fat loss. However, do you need to do fasted cardio whilst using growth growth hormone to see fat loss? So the answer is no, you just need a calorie deficit. I think you'd be quite silly not to do fasted cardio if you're using growth because you're going to take the, the, the benefit from that. However, I'll get into why maybe perhaps you wouldn't want to have it in later on down the line when you're dieting and something, one of the reasons why I pulled it out last year when I was um, I was prepping. But for me personally, like why I'll use growth hormone, yes, obviously for the, the impact on IGF-1 um, and whatnot, but I tend to use it more for like its support around the recovery of connective tissue. Um, 
you know, your tendons, ligaments, and your joints. We, as bodybuilders, we, we tend to like pound muscle into the ground, you know, every single session that we do. And that muscle is able to recover, recuperate, and, and come back stronger the next week. However, the recovery of, of our connective tissue can take a, a little bit longer. And, you know, how, how many of you are sitting and listening to this? Um, have a, a niggle right now, you know, your, your elbow, your shoulder, your knee, something that's causing you a little bit of jip, or how, how often does that happen when you're bulking or, or, or whatever? Probably find that it happens quite a lot. Um, and, and you just need to bear in mind that, that, that the GH is going to promote this, that cell growth recovery in all cells. And effectively, it's supporting that recovery of connective tissue that would tend to take a bit longer if the growth hormone wasn't in there. And what I've kind of found is that when I don't use... GH, um, my joints can feel a, a little bit achy at, at times. You know the, these niggles can perhaps come more often than not, um, a bit more prone to injury, and um, and then when when I don't use it, you know the complete opposite can happen. If I maybe get injured a little bit, a little bit injured more, but then again, in saying that, you know I'm I'm currently using growth hormone, and I uh, I've got a little bit of, a little bit of a niggle in my right adductor. Um, I don't think it's it's not say joints and whatnot, but if I tend to think back to my use of it and not, when it's not in and I'm bulking, I'll feel like a bit more achy. However, then the complete opposite can that can happen. And I'll get into that in, in, a, in a minute here when I kind of go into the uh, the negatives. But um, I think it would also not be fair for me to say that the main reason why some people might use it is uh, for its like therapeutic effects, you know, such as, Improved skin health, improved hair quality, etc., etc. I think that would probably be. I mean, I don't know any bodybuilder who uses it for that specific reason, but I'm sure I'm just letting you guys know that it can be used for that sort of thing. And you might have someone say that um, when they've put it in, their skin feels miles better, or their their hair feels a bit thicker or whatnot. But then. Then again, I mean, I've I've <laughs> my hairline is receding, so I wouldn't say I necessarily pay much attention to. It. I don't think us guys that are bodybuilders pay much attention to our hair quality. To be fair, um, we're mostly concerned about just getting jacked as fuck, and if it means we need to be bald, then um, a lot of us are more than happy to to do that. So I guess I've told you about all the positives and all all the all, how it works and how it can help with muscle growth and whatnot, but. It would be wrong for me not to go into the negatives, um, or you know potential negatives, and, and that's just like anything in the assisted bodybuilding realm that there's there's always and could potentially be consequences of taking extraneous hormones or, or drugs. Um, I think for me there, there's a few risks, but the main one would be that remembering that the GH promotes the cells in promotes growth in all cells, right? So if you were to have any sort of non-benign, non-benign or, or benign tumour within your body, it would um, promote the growth of said tumour and that would be irreversible. You know, if you're someone out there who has a cancerous tumour and you don't know about it, um, if you have a benign tumour that's in a place where you don't know about it but then the growth of that tumour then impacts, you know, a pretty important bodily process such as, like, affects your breathing or whatnot, then um, it's pretty, you know, it can be pretty, um, pretty scary. And I know that sounds a bit morbid, but you might not know if you have one. And I guess that the the risk would be going on it would then would then tell you. But 
I, I mean, I actually said this on a podcast I'd done with uh, with Rob, Team LRF the other week that um, I don't have, I didn't know, I don't have a fucking clue if I had one or not. Um, I just, just, just banged it in, and then, then I was all right. I think that for the most part, most people would know. Um, prior to that, and if that was the case, then you know you'd be silly, you'd be silly to use growth hormone, in, in my opinion. Um, but not only that, I mean, we need to consider, and this is the most one of the most common ones that. You could see the growth, and you know the increase in size of your hands, your your feet, you know, your skull, um, and, and those side effects are irreversible. You know, it's not like we, for example, we're we're maybe using growth hormone, um, which will increase your blood pressure, and you you take growth hormone out, and your blood pressure comes down. It's not like that with the growth of bone. You, you know what I mean? So. Let's say you are a size twelve feet. So potentially you could end up being a size twelve and a half if you if you're using sort of higher dosages. Um, personally, I have I've only kind of used I think the most I've ever used is four IU, um, and I, I haven't noticed those sides. But I think everyone will respond differently. The whole of my gaining phase after shows last year in twenty twenty two, I only used two, and the main reason was is when we went to up it to four. I just got a heck of a lot of water retention um, around my face. My lower back pumps came on very, very quickly. Um, and it was impacting training. I dropped it down, training got better, lower back pumps got less. So I, I said to Cal, I was like, I can't be fucked using any more than, than two. Like, we know we get li- not not much from growth. We get a little bit from it, but I was mostly using it for the, the protection of connective tissue. One thing that you need to be aware of, or one thing you'll probably already know, is that you will see a lot of bodybuilders use insulin, like I said in the last podcast, alongside um, growth hormone. And that's simply because what growth hormone will do is it's going to promote the breakdown of stored glucose. Uh, you know, in the form, you know, stored glucose is called glycogen, um, and effectively it's going to promote the breakdown of that glycogen into the bloodstream but also it's going to promote the conversion of amino acids that maybe perhaps you've consumed in your diet to glucose, right? Gluconeogenesis, it's called. Um, big fancy word for just saying the conversion of amino acids to glucose. Remember, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. That's what they make up. Now, what this does, this conversion to glucose, it results in an increase in blood sugar, um, which could leave you could leave your blood sugar levels in a kind of suboptimal range for muscle growth. It can leave them in a pretty shite place uh, for, for muscle growth, to be fair. And if they are in a, you know, a bit of a, they're elevated in a bit of a higher place, it, it'll promote more of an uptake of that glucose into fat stores uh, opposed to muscle, uh, which is, of course, what we want. Now, I used growth hormone without insulin um, after I competed in 2020 um, and then I used it alongside insulin after competing in 2021 and I could tell you hands down that my blood sugar management was so much better in 2021 um, mainly because I mean in 2020 I actually didn't track my blood sugar levels but looking back and how fat I got pretty, pretty quickly they were probably terrible um, I gained uh, a fair bit of, of, of body fat versus th- this past year. Controlling my blood sugars, checking when I, you know, checking my, as I said before, 
checking before every meal, blah, 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 adjusting my dosage eventually. I was able to get back up to a similar weight, roughly around the 130 marker, with much better conditioning. I didn't feel like a fat sack of potatoes, um, which <laughs> which most bodybuilders will do when you're at the height of an off-season. Um, and I was, I was retaining less water. My blood pressure as well, main, main one, big, big one, my blood pressure was was better, um, which, like... I'm talking in 2020, it was always above 140. And I put it down to stress. Um, but this time around, I really, the highest I ever saw was like 132. But it, it was consistently between, you know, about 125 for a very long time to like literally the last week or couple weeks of my, my push was, it was up uh, around the, the sort of 130 marker. Um, and that's just simply because it does promote some fluid retention. And this is what kind of, what can lead to some people experiencing swelling around joints. Now I mentioned that it can help sort of connective tissue, but some people can experience swelling around joints, pain, carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, fuck, I've had a few clients who actually have sent me pictures of their hands when they when we've up GH and like their hands just look like swelled up to fuck. Um, of course, it's it affects everybody differently. Um, that's why it's so individual. And again, we, we can speak in generic terms, but you kind of got to figure out what works for you. But um, my, my big one was just that it, it, like I had a massive reduction in systolic blood pressure from managing my blood sugars. And, and that would make sense because remember that with, like, so growth hormone promotes a little bit of fluid retention, but also, like, what is going to come from that is if you don't manage blood sugar, you'll get even more fluid retention on, on top of that. 100%, right? So it, it was kind of like a, um, it was a shit, not shit scenario, but what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It was, it was a compounding like effect, you know, increase in increase in water, and then didn't manage my sugars, and then an increase in water. However, it does. I would say growth hormone does help you retain a little bit more fullness for sure um, when used. However, because like when when I was dieting, for me it made me hold on a lot of water. I think it just affected the look. I looked a bit softer that. Got to Cal, I was speaking to Cal last year in prep, and I was like, Cal, like, I want to pull this out, because usually I get lean pretty quick, and I, get, and I drop weight really quick, and this was making me whole weight, and it kind of messes with your head a little bit, um, so I actually pulled it out, and I actually pull this, I always pull it out with clients, uh, the closer we get to a show, I don't really think I would really have it in past the, I don't know, the eight week, eight week out marker, if I'm honest, um, I dropped it with every client, really. And I think that you'll see a lot of a lot of coaches do that with their athletes, just because again they don't want the like getting fullness is fine. You can do that no problem overnight over a couple of days, but we don't want to risk the increase in fluid retention that comes with it, um, because obviously on stage you want to be looking quite dry. Some of you might be out there thinking, well, um, when might you you know when might you start using growth hormone? And I think like any any compound or hormone in in bodybuilding, like the decision to to use is highly personal and that being said and talking about this podcast everything being hypothetical I'll I'll just discuss my own journey and why I decided to use it so those some of you might know like alongside uh, GH alongside insulin GH is something I swore I would I would never use and this mainly stemmed from uh, lack of knowledge surrounding the the hormones uh, and kind of like an irrational fear of getting quote-unquote like growth gut um, or that I was going to perhaps do something wrong, fuck up. But, um, you know, as the years went on, my knowledge grew, uh, as did my goals. I talked about this in the previous podcast. 
just going from wanting to do a men's physique show to then being hell-bent on trying to be the best sort of phys- classic physique athlete I could, try and win a British title in 2021. Uh, so you can see the severity of that goal changed quite a bit. Just want to just do a local show um, at the time, you know, try and win that or place in that. It didn't happen, but anyway, fast forward four years later, you know, I'm wanting to try and win, win a British title whatnot. So like most bodybuilders, we want as much muscle growth as we can possibly get. Um, that that's that was my my decision was made in that in that scenario and I'd, I'd done a bit, a bit of research as well. I think before I put growth in, I'd never really managed to get above above one hundred and twenty kilos. So when I introduced growth for the first time in twenty twenty, I was able to push up to. I think the highest we got to was one three two, and as I said, looking back on it, like I was holding a lot of fluid. I told you my blood pressure was terrible, um, but fast forward, you know. 2020, end 2021, start 2022, um, whereas I'm now using you know alongside it, things are, things are are very different. So for for me, it was a case of right, I wanted to to try and put on as much muscle as I could in a short period of time. Um, I also could afford it, couldn't afford it before, but right, and, and I wanted to get the the extra benefits, the added benefits in regards to my joints and whatnot. Um, I've already said you know I'm much leaner now, holding less fluid, blood pressures in the range. So like my lesson was learnt there the hard way that you know if you're going to use growth hormone like fucking control your blood sugars, um if you're doing it don't just try and do it and just use it and and, and kind of neglect them. I think if you're thinking when could you implement it into your own journey, I'd say if if you're just like if you're just like a a, a guy wanting to be a big dude in a gym like what's the point? It's going to cost you. I don't know, maybe 130, 160 quid uh, for 100 IUs, which maybe won't even do you a month. Um, but if you're someone out there who's trying to push in the heavier weight classes, you see, but really serious about your goals and, you, and severity of your goals has increased substantially, then then of course that's when you would you'd look at it. But if, you, if you're not one of those, I just wouldn't even consider it. You know, just not to mention that it's. I mean, I've already mentioned it'll set you back a, a fair bit of cash uh, each month. Which uh, again, if you're if you just want to be a, a big dude, uh, like, like as I said, I got to 120 kilos. 120 kilos, that's a big dude in, a, in an average gym. Um, and if if you think it's not, uh, well, you must uh, you must be trying to be super, super fucking heavy because I, I, I mean, I'm sitting now at one, I think I've dropped to 127, but I still remember the first time I got to 120 and I was like, oh, fuck, I feel, I feel, I feel not bad. Um, but then again, Probably felt bigger at one twenty than I felt. I felt uh, at one thirty, to be fair. But anyway, you know, if we were to summarize this, you know, wrap up, or as I've been rambling on, I would just say that growth hormone, as we know, is going to promote the the growth of, of cells, proliferation, the, the regulation in all bodily tissues, and its effects are really mediated through IGF one, which is secreted from the liver, and it's it's that IGF one that serves as the link between the use of you know anabolic steroids and and GH. Whereas if you use GH alone, it wouldn't give you much. You combine it with, with um, with with steroids, then we, we can have that link due to the increase in IGF one receptors in in skeletal muscle coming from the anabolic steroids, but then increased IGF one from the the increased levels of growth hormone that we are kind of producing, pumping into our body. You could say, but like anything in this sport, you know the use of it can come with risks, um, and if you're not careful, you know those can have kind of consequences. Over time, if you were to, to leave your blood sugars um, fairly high for an extended period of time, um, 
then that could lead to a little bit of insulin desensitization, become pre-diabetic over the years, etc., etc. And that's just one of the negatives that we we kind of spoke about. So, big big thing. If take, if you take anything away from this podcast, please 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 check your blood sugars, manage them if you are going to use growth hormone, um, and make sure you don't end up a fat mess like I ended up um, at the end of uh, my push in twenty twenty one before I prepped. In hindsight, I probably won't push that again and get that that fat. Um, I probably pull down, recomp, hold, then I, should, then I should have prepped in hindsight. That's what I should have done. But anyway, guys, I will leave it there. I listen. I hope that these two episodes together, um, the one about insulin and the one about growth, um, have really helped your understanding of both compounds, both why why they're used um, within the bodybuilding scene, why they're used together, but also uh, hypothetically what, how you could potentially use them and what you would do. As always, if you have any questions about this episode or anything at all, my DMs on Instagram are always open. Please do feel free to, to drop me a follow, drop me a message at, you know, at VW Physique on Instagram. Um, or if you want to email me, you can get me email from the, the website. That's vwphysique.com. So wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.